On Thursday, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO, chairman, and controlling shareholder of Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, went down to Austin, Texas to sit down with the patron saint of podcasting, Joe Rogan. Have you ever done DMT? I'm a busy guy. I'm sure you're busy too. But Mark Zuckerberg is an immensely powerful person. So I felt obligated to watch the podcast. Now, I'm sure you have the clip shared out by Minds initially concerning the FBI contacting Facebook. But I felt in my gut that there was a buried lead to be found. Hour two is the one that is most interesting to me as someone that has battled with some of Facebook's hidden practices. Here are a few clips of Mark explaining a few of Facebook's practices. You know, as a product designer, a big part of what you're designing is the emotional experience that people have using it. So, like, I just don't want to build something that makes people super angry. Right. Right. Um, and I think that these things have different charges to them. Right. I mean, Twitter, I agree. It's it's like you're, you're on it and it's it's the, the the plus side of it is that you get all these people who are super witty and are saying super insightful things, but a lot of them are very cutting, right? And yeah. and like and I find that it's it's hard to spend a lot of time on Twitter without getting too upset. Um, on the flip side, I think Instagram is a super positive space. It's almost it, like I think I think some of the critique that we get there is that it's it's very curated and 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 potentially in some ways overly positive. But but it's um, but I think the energy on Instagram is is generally very positive, and it's easy to spend time there. Um, and, and kind of just like absorb a lot of the positivity. Now on Facebook, when you're reacting um, to a post, you, you, you in addition to liking it, you know you can you can heart it, you can like give it kind of an angry emotion. And one of the decisions that we've basically made is if someone makes if someone kind of gives an angry reaction, we actually don't even count that um, in terms of whether to show that to to someone else or or maybe we even discount it right so so it's if you could you could kind of view it as okay someone chose that they that they like were interested in this post and chose to give an angry reaction but we just don't want to amplify anger right that's like not what not not what i kind of view us as here to do so we're just going to basically take that signal and like not use it to to show to show the post to more so people. how do you do that like, how do you decide, like, what if it's anger, but it's justifiable anger? Yeah, I think that this is, I, that's exactly the right question, um, is, is basically, you know, when, when, when I was making that decision internally, um, a bunch of teams were like, well, you know, there is a lot of stuff that's wrong in the world, and people should be angry about that. And it's like, yeah, I think that that's probably, that's fair, but I'm not here to design a service that makes people angry. Right? right. So like, so I, I kind of think that there's a balance and it's not like there's not going to be any angry stuff. I mean, people can still react and, and say that something is, is negative that they don't like it. But, but I don't view our job as, is going and you know, needing to kind of amplify all that stuff. One thing that people freak out about, and oftentimes I'm a little skeptical of their concerns is people think they're being shadow banned. It's always people think they're be being shadow banned. Like, is shadow banning a real thing? And what does that mean? Well, I mean, there's no policy that is shadow banning. So I think it's sort of a slang term. Um, but that 
maybe refers to some of the demotions that we're talking about, right? So if someone posts something that gets marked as false by by a fact checker, then it'll get somewhat less shown in just feed. that post or all of their posts for the future. I, I think that there's if if you do it once, then it's that, and then I think if there's like some history within a page or there, there's there's kind of different rules for pages and groups and different things, um, then there can be some kind of some kind of broader um, broader policy that applies. Mark mentions a few times throughout the interview how Facebook doesn't want to have certain powers like editorializing and fact-checking. I think the right way is to establish principles for governance that try to be balanced and not have the decision-making too centralized. Because mm -hmm. I think that it's hard for people to to accept that like some team at Meta or that I personally am making all these decisions. And I think people should be skeptical about any so much concentration around that. So that's why a lot of the innovation that I've tried to push for in governance is around things like establishing this oversight board. So that way you have people who are luminaries around expression um, from all over the world, but also in, in, the, in the US. And then every once in a while, I think that there are some editorial decisions that often they're important enough that I have to make them, right? Like that thing that we talked about before, which is like, I just don't want there to be as much anger. So we're right. going to like not take into account the angry reaction. You know, it's probably the case that there would be more engagement on the platform if we didn't, right? It's like people are expressing something and we're choosing to not listen to that thing. Um, so at some level, it probably makes the product somewhat less engaging, but that's an example of an editorial decision that it's like, at some level, you know, we're here not just to focus on what content people see, but the the kind of emotional sense. So this whole thing that's like arbitrating what is okay and what is not, I, I obviously have to be involved in that because this is at some level, you know, I run the company and um, and I, I can't just abdicate that. But, but I, I also don't think that as a matter of governance, you want all of that decision-making vested in one individual. So I think one of the things that you know, our country and our government gets right is the separation of powers. So, you know, one of the things that I tried to create is we created this oversight board. It's an independent board where that basically we, we appointed people whose kind of paramount value is free expression, but they also balance that with things like when is there going to be real harm to others um, in terms of safety or privacy or other other human rights issues. And, and basically that board people in our community can appeal cases to when they think that we got it wrong. And that board actually gets to make the final binding decision, not us. So in a way, I actually think that that is a more legitimate form of governance than having just a team internally that makes these decisions or, you know, maybe some of them go up to me, although I don't spend a ton of my time on, on, on this on a day-to-day -day basis. So he outsources these to third-party organizations. Technically, Facebook is a publisher and shouldn't be editorializing at all. But I got bigger fish to fry today. He even openly admits they are credited, but could be biased. Yeah, so there's a whole discipline around and like professional discipline around fact checking where, I mean, these organizations are supposed to basically, they, they get accredited um, and... They're generally, I think, quite professional about how they do this. And, generally. And, yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's another thing is, you know, not only did we not want to 
be deciding what is true or false, we also didn't want to be in the business of deciding which fact checkers are professional and not. Right. So we basically outsourced that to this accreditation. Um, that I, um, I mean, it's 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 widely respected. So as 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 sort of the best that there is, even though it's um, you know, it's it's not without flaws, like you're saying. I mean, in in the the Hunter Biden case that you talked about before. Yeah, I don't want our company to decide what's misinformation and what's not. So we work with with third parties and basically let different different organizations do that. Now, I mean, then you have the question of are those organizations biased or not? And that's that's a that's a very difficult question. But at least we're not the ones who are basically sitting here deciding. We're not the Ministry of Truth for the world that's deciding right. whether everything is true or not. So he even admits that Facebook's own fact checkers could not disprove the Hunter Biden laptop. After the fact, I mean, the fact checkers looked into it. No one was able to say it was false. It's a strange world indeed, where 50-some intelligence officials say the laptop is fake, but Facebook gets it right. To be fair, Mark did say... At this point, we have like, it's like tens of thousands of people working on this at the company. I think we spend like $5 billion a year was the last stat on on sort of all this community integrity work. I mean, it's like like our kind of defense wow. budget. It's like, I mean, just to put the numbers in perspective. I love I mean, that's, how you call it a defense budget. I mean, it's, it's basically, it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, um, to, to defend the integrity of the of the community but it's like it's i mean it is i think yeah. bigger than 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 the defense budgets of probably most countries at the end of the day zuckerberg seems like a nice enough guy the interview actually humanized him which we need more of however his head is off in the metaverse in the virtual reality world that he wants to make the new frontier of social media he has a base level understanding of all these things, but we all know that Facebook property Instagram exclusively suggests and promotes liberal celebrities to follow like Barack and Michelle Obama, Oprah, DiCrapio, John Legend, and more. Facebook is notoriously difficult to communicate with, and, we, and when you are disciplined by it, there's no customer service or transparency. And the fact checkers have skin in the game, as pointed out by Thomas Mastic. This is Zuckerberg's baby, and in many ways, his legacy. He has done a better job than many of the other tech CEOs. His platform has been good to use for most of our Daily Rob podcast, and hopefully we can get our current issues resolved. But when the cat is away in the metaverse, the mice do play. So, Mark, man to man, please try and concentrate on the nuts and bolts of customer service instead of the make-believe land of the metaverse. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. I'd love to talk to Mark. He seems like an interesting guy. I don't like the way you sip water, though. When you're sipping water What's in the up? Senate, you're sipping water like a robot. I mean, Let yeah. me see you take a real drink. I mean, Go ahead. Like a I mean, honestly, those, <laughs> that's the Senate testimony is not exactly an environment that is set up to accentuate the humanity of the subject. It you does. Know, it's, the, quite the opposite, right?